Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 322. 322. This is going to be a good one, y'all. We know when it starts out like that, it's going to be great. 322. And I am going to call it, wouldn't it be easier to add more shelves? Yeah, I think that's a question that it seems, seems like it, the obvious answer would be, of course, it's easier just to add more shelves, but you know, it's not it. Anyway, uh, I am talking today with Nicole and, uh, so we talk about her situation. We talk through adding empty shelves specifically because of the challenge of the space where something, you know, where she would look for something first is actually its own cluttered space. So we kind of go through that. Um, we also talk about paper boxes and boxes and boxes of paper that have to do with her job as a teacher. And we also talk about, you know, she wanted to know my thoughts or why I don't talk a whole lot about, you know, the environmental impact of clutter and all that. So we kind of went through that and, um, it was a great conversation and I think y'all are going to like it. So, um, before we do that, I just want to remind you that organizing for the rest of us is available wherever books are sold, including as an audiobook. So if you like, listen to me talk, you can go listen to all my audiobooks, including organizing for the rest of us. So I have enjoyed the feedback on that. It's been great. It's been really fun. I'm loving seeing my new book go out into the world. Again, it is not like, oh, Dana's never talked about this stuff before, but it is my best stuff in succinct format, which you're never going to get succinct here on the podcast. It just doesn't happen. So succinct, edited by someone else, all that kind of stuff. That's what that book is. So go get that. You can go to a slobcomesclean.com slash rest of us book and find out more about that. Or also there will be um, links in the show notes. All right, here you go. Here's my conversation with Nicole. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Nicole. You've said you've been listening to the podcast for how long? Um, a little over, well, almost two years probably, because I think I started, learned about it right at, right around the time that COVID lockdowns started. Can we just so. have a moment of realization that it's almost been two years? Like yeah. what in the actual world? But anyway, we're not going to dwell on that. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. <laughs> it's okay for us all to have a sigh or two or seven about that these days, right? Okay. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it, it exactly. So tell me um, what strategy has had the biggest positive impact on your home? I think for me, it was the visibility rule because that was the one that I understood right from the beginning. We had a relatively big entryway and it was always a disaster. 
And when I started cleaning it and then going back to the same spot, and then it was really easy to say to my son, oh, your coat's on the floor. Whereas before, if his coat was on the floor, well, it was on top of a scooter that was on top of something I'd brought home from work. So the coat was hardly even noticeable. And so starting and going back to the same spot all the time and seeing, being able to see that difference, that was really impactful. And it made me want to keep going and try your other strategies. Oh, I love it. So are you saying that you gained the momentum by doing that, even though it's frustrating to go back to the same spot that you're like, ah, there's stuff here again, when I just worked on this, like, how did that, did you have to work through that in your mind? That was exactly it. It was the momentum. And part of it came because I was listening to a podcast that you had done with another kindred spirits member. And she was talking about how she, she was trying to clean this area. And then she was trying to clean that area. And you were talking with her about the visibility rule. And in my head, I went, she just, she doesn't know that yet. She has to start at the same spot every time and doesn't really matter what the spot is, but start at the same spot. And that was when I heard her struggling with it. I realized that I had already understood it and then I could keep applying it. That's great. So how long did it take you the first time that you did a major declutter in that spot in that visible area? (laughs) Probably hours. Okay. Yeah, probably hours because it was one of those things where I used to have to, I would just, because it was the entranceway and we'd bring grit in on our shoes in the winter and stuff, then I'd have to move everything to clean it. So I used to stuff shift everything to one side, clean the whole place and then stuff shift it back kind of thing. But I didn't know that that's what I was doing because I didn't have the vocabulary. So all of the vocabulary and language that I've learned from you has been really helpful. Okay. So the stuff shifting is over and then you made real progress. It took hours. Now, when you go back and start in that space, how long does it generally take? Oh, like five minutes or less. Like, it's just, it's just like, oh, but even I don't often have to start there because I, I go like, if I see something there, I move it. Because you know, you're going to have to do it eventually because you know, it's a short-term thing because you, yeah, that's great. I love it. Hey, I forgot to ask you my opening question, which is tell me about your unique life situation. Oh, sure. Um, so I'm a teacher, I'm an elementary school teacher and I'm a single mom. And, um, we just moved and there's lots and lots going on and, um, it's pretty busy. I think that I've always had too much stuff. I've done a really good job in the last few years of not bringing in as much stuff, but I have years and years and years of stuff that I'm trying to get rid of and declutter. Okay. All right. So let's go on to your next strategy that has made a big impact positively in your house. Oh my goodness. Just do the dishes because when I get overwhelmed and I'm, I can't, when I'm like, Oh, like if I've been working on report cards for a few weeks and I haven't been doing anything, or if I've been doing my taxes or whatever it is that takes a chunk of time. And then I finish that and I'm like, Oh, the house is a mess. Where do I start? And now I know, now I know, just go back, just do the dishes. And then it spreads from there and, and the five minute pickup along with that. But, um, yeah, just doing the dishes. And then again, also just like, just do it. Like I can now identify procrastinate clutter and say, oh, you are procrastinate clutter. I'm going to pick you up next time I walk past. And then I do. So that's a different, that's a like, just, just do it. Yeah. I think it's that, um, 
Cause you just mentioned something about, you know, when I do my taxes or I'm working on report cards, which is project brain, right? I mean, like exactly. you are throwing yourself into the project you're, you know, which is probably one of your superpowers, you know, things that you're able to do really well is throw yourself in at the expense of everything else in life. Right. But the problem for me always was because the project was where I was successful. Then I would look at my house and go, well, that project of getting my house under control has failed because it's back to being whatever, where now I know, well, the house was never a project anyway. I just have to go back to the thing I know to do, which is do the dishes. That's exactly it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Projects. So many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a better help therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step instructions for the one hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style. Gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. My new digital picture frame from Aura is honestly my new favorite thing. It is a beautiful frame that displays a new photo every 10 minutes. Y'all, I'm delighted every time I walk by my beautiful Aura frame. One frame, lots and lots of photos that I can enjoy. That is a great solution for what can be a clutter problem, right? So how does one frame show so many photos? Well, I preload photos onto the frame using a super simple app that Aura has. I have also shared the app with my kids so they can add photos to my frame anytime from wherever they are. Now that my kids are all traveling and moving to different cities, this is like a mama dream come true. So we are also loading up a frame with pictures for my mom for Mother's Day. It only took me two minutes to get started using my Aura app. You can upload an unlimited number of photos, invite others to share photos directly to your frame with no fees or memberships. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code CLEAN at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so what are some situations that you want to talk about today? So um, I want to talk about 
paper. I just, yeah, because I have so much paper and I've done a really good job in the last, say, three or four months. I read your blog about that three section paper holder thing that you have. Mm -hmm. And um, so I started putting that in place because I'm I'm in the take your house back course too. But now that I'm back at work, I'm not following it as much. But um, I bought I, I bought that three section thing and having those three easy categories has been so helpful. So I've been get not accumulating as much. But I have so much I have probably dozens of boxes that are paper. Some of them are labeled things like crazy mix of papers. Like, <laughs> I, think I, my, I think my mom, I, and I think we moved it here. So I'm scared to find it at some point uh, when I'm working on our own unpacking, which yes, it has been two months, but I also had the holidays and released a book and I'm me. So, you know, anyway, I've still got boxes to go through, but I think there is a box that my mom said, <laughs> so like she, she packed it for me at least 15 years ago during a move. And it says something like, um, random papers go through in 2032 or something like that. And I'm like, thanks a lot, mother, (laughs) which means I could probably throw the whole thing away. But anyway, so I totally understand that. Okay. So you are dealing with incoming mail, which is the first step because is that giving you a different perspective on your paper? Yeah, because there's not as much coming in. And when I look at like the third file, that's, you know, the 2021 type file, like there's not actually that much in it. Right. So really, it's it's giving you a different perspective on what actually needs to be kept where when you Mm -hmm. didn't have that before, it was like, well, I don't know. So I'm just going to keep it all just in case. And then I'll, you know, someday I'll have everything together and I'll figure out what to do with it. Right. But yeah. now you've changed your perspective on that. So now we're going to go and deal with the backlog of paper. So the reality is that it paper is overwhelming, but you have learned something. So you're going to it in a different place than you were in when you put it in that box. Okay. So knowing it's going to look different to you now, like you are different than you were. So can you go through with zero commitment and just say, I'm going to reduce the amount of paper in here. I'm going to get rid of anything that is ridiculously obvious, anything that is trash. I am going to get it out of this space. And as you do that, two things will happen. First of all, it's going to reduce significantly, especially probably that random papers or whatever it is that you had it labeled. Yeah, most likely it's most, almost all of it's going to, going to leave. And if you start with that one, that's going to gain you some good momentum, right. To just get rid of stuff. And so you'll probably be able to reduce, reduce, reduce. And so focus on that first, as long as you've just got boxes and boxes, the goal is to reduce first. Okay. And then you'll be dealing with stuff, but you've probably got plenty to do just to reduce it. Well, by reducing it, you're going to gain more experience, right? You've got the experience of dealing with incoming mail and knowing that every paper that comes into this house actually only goes in one of three categories. Okay. That's kind of, huh. That's simpler than I thought it was going to be. You're going to reduce. And as you do that, you're going to start to identify more quickly. Like you said, with your son's jacket in the thing, you know, it's like now that that space is decluttered, you can identify really easily what's out of place. So you're going to gain that experience too. You know, I mean, I would say that's the next step. Are there steps to go through later? Yes, but you can't get caught up in those steps for later yet. 
you need to just focus on, I have ridiculous amounts of paper. I'm going to go through it and get rid of anything that's easy and obvious and trash. So can we go to the next step? Because for me, the next step ends up being like the sentimental stuff. And that's where I ended up this weekend. I'm looking through a box. I'm like, oh, this picture from this trip that we took. And even though in the end, I actually threw out the picture, then it just like it, well, it was, you know, I took it with a camera when I was seven years old and I cropped it out to shape the shape of the playground and stuff. Like it's very clearly not worth keeping, but it just sent me into this whole thing of like thinking about different stuff. And then I couldn't get rid of anything else, even though I got rid of that picture. And so, I mean, we closed the box up and put it away for later, but Um, think about that momentum. Think about what you just said about the power of momentum that you gained by following the visibility rule. The momentum is powerful. Like it really, really is. It will change how you see things. And so to go through, because you did, you did a lot of hard work on one picture, right? (laughs) You did a lot of hard emotional thinking and feeling and deciding about that one picture. What if in the amount of the time, amount of time that it took you to deal with that one picture and think about it and debate within yourself. What if in that amount of time, instead you skipped over that picture and just got rid of easy stuff? Like what would be the difference in the result at the end of like, how long did you, how long do you think you sat there and thought about that picture? A couple minutes, okay. but then it like stuck with me. Right. By okay. that point then I had to stop. And it drained and you. Oh, my supper. It drained me. Yes. Exactly. It drained, it drained you. Me. Yeah. So our goal here is to gain momentum. So skip over the picture because that is a lot of emotional stuff and spend that same amount of time and potentially not guaranteed, but potentially even more time because you're not going to be as emotionally drained, just getting rid of the stuff that's not emotional. And then you may be down to the point where you're like, oh, I've got 17 pictures, but I was able to purge 130 non-emotional pieces of paper. Well, I can stick 17 pictures in an envelope and I have the space for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. and maybe you do decide to get rid of some of those, but I don't go at things from, let's look at each individual item and say, does this have value or not? Because I guarantee there are people listening right now who, when they heard that you have threw away that picture are like, what? that's not the prescription though I think it's great that you threw it away and I think it's fine that you I mean like it is your picture you decide that's the decision you came to and that's great but that's not my prescription my prescription is to gain momentum by doing the non-emotional stuff first so that when you get to the emotional stuff either you have more room or by then it looks different and it's not as emotional anymore because you're like wow look how much progress I have made by just getting rid of stuff. Well, I'm going to get rid of this too. Cause I, and it's just not going to be that same emotionally draining thing for you. And so it's that all these boxes that are so daunting. And then you have the additional, like, oh my word, we just moved these boxes. You know, I mean, like, I get it. I just told you about the one to open in 2032 that we moved here. And I was like, wait, what? I mean, all of that weighs on you and makes it seem like it's going to be this huge, huge, difficult thing. When in reality, if you'll go in with zero commitment, 
and say, I'm just going to get rid of anything that does not require any decision. Doesn't, you know, any of that, then you're going to make progress, which then makes all the decisions easier. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's funny because I'm actually making notes, which I know will go on a piece of paper that will get lost somewhere in my house. <laughs> and then I was thinking, but that's okay. Cause there's going to be a podcast and I'm going to be able to listen to this and remember it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. I love it. That's great. Okay. What, what else do you want to talk about? So, um, the other thing that I've sort of, I remember when I was in this space and I remember when I wrote this question on the form. So I'm going to try to put myself back there because I'm not there right now because we moved, but, um, it's like, when is it okay to buy another shelf? Because like my basement is, was, especially when I was in that space, like full of shelves, the shelves are all full. So in my head, I'm thinking I need a place where I can have projects that are on the go so that I don't have all my on the go projects, like all over in little piles throughout the house. Because if, you know, maybe someday I will finish that cross stitch or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but right now it just needs to go in a bin on a shelf. And what I want to do is have a shelf that has all of my action. Like all, these are all the projects that you have on the go, Nicole. So when you have time to go look at them, I can go look at them. But because my basement was so full and the shelves were all full and the floor was all full of clutter and there was, I had emptied out my classroom and brought it all home because of COVID, there was no space. So here I am going, this actually belongs in the basement. Mm-hmm. And I go down there and I, in my head, I'm like one in, one out. I only need enough space for this bin and I cannot see enough space for this bin short of piling it on top of the mountain that's already in the like living room or middle of the floor right and so at one point I was just like can I just go buy another shelf so that I can create this space because I think in the long run it will make more space so what were you looking for to one in one out I was looking for anything that I could get rid of to give me space on a shelf to put that project there were you just too overwhelmed to find it or or Okay. Yeah. So going down to, you know, ideally it's going to be trash or duh clutter, like something that is, because you just said this space is overwhelmed is overrun with stuff, right? This stuff has, the space is covered. It's packed full. I know that I don't need all this stuff. So you've already said that. So just asking yourself, what can I one in one out is still overwhelming instead saying, okay, what here is trash? And maybe it's six things in different places on the shelf. And then those things can be pushed together to give me the room for this thing that I need to leave there. You know, so I think it's even breaking it down to even more simpler, more simpler. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that you're a teacher. I know I used to be a teacher. (laughs) More simpler, no, more simple, (laughs) break it down to the most simple question that you can ask, which is what here is trash or what here obviously needs to go. What here has my child outgrown? what here, you know, just does not need to be in this space. Go down to the simplest possible question. What in here can I literally just throw away? And my black trash bag is back at the space where I was decluttering. So that's going to take me back to the space where I was decluttering. So what in here is trash. And most likely if a space is overrun, you're going to find trash or what is a duh donation? Like what is something that my child has outgrown? What is something that I can't even stand anymore? What is something that, you know, I mean, like something to make that space. So giving yourself those specific questions instead of just what can I one in one out? 
Would that mm-hmm. help? It, it could. Right. Yeah. Right now I'm actually, because everything's in boxes and not on shelves, mm-hmm. that I'm actually just putting things on the shelves as I find them properly. And then if they're, if they shouldn't go on a shelf, they're going out of the house. Yes. But I think yeah. I'm just replaying what you just yes. said. No. I know what you're saying and I know it's hard and it's overwhelming. Like, I think that's the thing is it's an overwhelming situation and it is not that you can't get another shelf, but looking back now and say, and realizing that you are now putting things on a shelf or it's leaving answer your own question. Like, do you think a shelf would have been the answer? I don't know. I never bought one because I was like, I'm not bringing anything else into this house. Yeah. But I it, don't it's not know. that it can't be, but before you bring a shelf in yeah. for that space, it would be better to go ahead and do a decluttering project down there. I know you're following the visibility rule. So you're trying to do things, you know, according to the way and, and the visibility rule is key and King and queen and all the stuff, <laughs> you know, yes, it needs to be first. But if you are telling yourself, I've got to get another shelf down here before you do that, you need to declutter in that space. You need to get, get out. Even if you only do the first three steps, you know, the trash, the easy stuff and the duh, even if you just do that, you will most likely eliminate enough to be able to, um, not have to buy another shelf and still have plenty of room. And also just sometimes just the straightening. Cause I know for me as a random setter downer and thrower of things, you know, it's like, wow, I really amazingly have so much more space when I just straighten things up a little bit, you know, and it's taking a moment to do that often can free up that space that you need. Not that you can't buy another shelf. It's your house. But <laughs> as someone who struggled with this and who used to think that new shelves was the answer to all my problems. They're not, they never were, you know? No. And I, I do, I know that, but there's there, what, that was why it was just like, <laughs> I can't find a spot, but yeah, I'm also thinking that in retrospect, like picturing that space, there was a pile of stuff that needed to go in the buy nothing group. And if I had just put it in a box and driven it to the like the donation place, yeah, that would have been done. And then that would have been floor space, but it would have been a space where I could have put that thing. Yes. So yeah, no, I, I get it. It's, and I think it's kind of like what you just said about doing the dishes, like knowing where to start, even when you get off track, when you get overwhelmed, when you throw yourself into something and you look up and you go, wait, I'm dealing with the same thing again. I thought I made so much progress. It's like, well, then go back to the beginning. You know, like what is the easiest thing that I can do in this space that will immediately free up space? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. 
Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. What else do you want to talk about? I think that the only other question that I had really, although I can probably think of lots more if we keep talking, is you, this is kind of a question, I guess, for you, like, as opposed to, like, from the coaching perspective, but you, you don't talk very much about, like, just not getting stuff. And I do recognize that sometimes, it, like, people go, oh, wait, now I'm not going to buy that because I don't need the other, like, if I buy it, I'm eventually going to have to declutter it. But just the not, because if we just don't bring all this stuff into our house in the first place, we don't have to try to get rid of it. And, and I, like, I'm always thinking from a environmental perspective, like, I kind of ask myself, what did the earth have to give up to give me this? And that helps me keep stuff out. That helps me not buy stuff. Yeah. My grandmother used to hate shopping with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I do talk about it. I don't talk about it a lot. I'll say that like some yeah. of my most popular posts and podcasts are on how to stop cluttering. But the way that I say to stop cluttering is to declutter because that produces the aversion because it gives you this yeah. reality of I now look at things and can recognize that I just got rid of something. I felt like a failure because I never used it correctly. I wasted it because it ended up crushed at the bottom of a pile. So it never got to serve its purpose. If I never would have brought it home, it would have maybe served a purpose somewhere else and it would have been wasted. You know, so all those things, that is the most effective way to stop cluttering, to stop bringing stuff in is by going ahead and getting things out. And part, but the, the main reason I don't talk a lot about the environmental part of things is that first of all, there are quite literally thousands of people who do talk about it. So like, it is very easy on the internet. If you want to get that perspective, you can find it pretty easily. But what I find for my people, you know, I'm very protective. And you said you're in take your house back. And one of the things Don always says, she says, she's like, you're so protective of your people. And I'm like, I know, because I know what ideas make us shut down. You know, yeah. we just, we just shut down either out of guilt or out of, um, just, you know, whatever type of decluttering paralysis. And this idea this, this very real issue of doing the very best thing with your stuff, whether it's recycling or whether it's, you know, buying the type, the right types of things. That is a common thread that I see in people who struggle with clutter is wishing and wanting to do the very best thing. And so they don't get rid of it at all because they either don't have access to doing the right thing, or they don't have the emotional energy or the physical energy or the bandwidth to do that because they're managing so much stuff in their house. And so that's where I go, you know, if you want to know about it, there's lots of people who talk about it. I have to kind of remove that from that guilt issue from there because it is a paralysis point for so many people. And that's why I say, and I talked about it, like in decluttering at the speed of life, when I talk about your supplies, I'm like, this is the trash bag. If you have a recycling routine, you're smart enough to know that you can also bring that along. You know what I mean? But I'm going to say trash because I know I live in a small town. We literally do not have recycling and it drives us crazy, but it is the way it is. And I can't just leave things in my house because I feel bad about that. And unfortunately that's actually what triggers a lot of people into leaving it in their house. And so it's like, 
if you can get rid of stuff, like, have you found that your house is easier to manage and you're more able to do what you want to do with less stuff in your home? Do you find that to be true? Definitely. And I mean, that, that's a, that's like a guarantee. You get stuff out of your house, just like with dishes, you get rid of dishes. It's easier to manage the dishes. You get rid of all this stuff. You stop bringing stuff in the less stuff you have in your house, the more you can do things or justify, even if it's emotionally to say, I'm going to take a car load of plastic water bottles and drive them two hours away to the place where I can recycle that. Well, that does two things. First of all, it gets rid of it, but it also makes you go, I'm not going to use plastic water bottles anymore because I don't want to drive two hours with a car full of that stuff. But the problem is when you think, oh, well, I should drive two hours. Well, I can't, I can't spend four hours doing that. I can't go there and go back and do this when I've got all this other stuff to do. And so then you just never do anything and they stay in your house. You know what I mean? So it's like that it's this endless cycle. And so I'm like, I, I don't bring that in to the process because it is a real sticking point for a lot of people. And the other thing too, and I know this sounds, it's not true of everybody, but the people I know who literally don't struggle with clutter, like have no emotional issues to it at all. A lot of them, not all, but a lot of them are like not worried at all about that kind of stuff. I mean, they're just not, now they also don't bring as much stuff into their house, but they're just not worried about it. Like they're like, well, I have to get it out of my house. Like I just have to, you know? And so it's like, it's that it's, it's all real. It's all there, but idealism is a real problem for people who struggle with clutter is this, I want to do things in the very best way. Well, you're only going to be able to do things in the very best way when you get your under your clutter threshold and you can actually handle it. So get the stuff out with the goal being that at some point I can do the very best thing. Does that make sense? Yep. I mean, and feel yeah. free to ask any more questions about that. Cause I know it's an issue for a lot of people. I get it. Um, but at the same time, you got to get stuff out of your house. Like you yeah. just, you just have to. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I've had, I had that conversation with a friend because I was asking her, I was like, but I just can't take this all to the store, like to the thrift store. I want to take it to all these different places. Yeah. And she's very environmentally minded too. And was just like, you know what? I think right now you need to do the thing that's best for you. And I think you just need to drive it to the closest thrift store that you can find. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Except that, that idea, especially of I'm going to divide everything up and make sure it goes to the very best place where it will be appreciated and treasured and all that kind of stuff. You know, meanwhile, it stays in your house because you can't actually do that. And then it's really not appreciated and tre- treasured. And, you know, no. I mean, so it, it's like, a just getting okay, it out. I, yeah. And I, I definitely, I mean, I've said it many times. I consider the thrift store to be a service. Like I I'm more than happy to give them my stuff. I don't even care. I mean, I'll even give it to places where I don't get a tax write-off, you know, and I know that's not the case for a lot of people outside the U S anyway, but like, you know, we can get the tax deduction if we donate to someplace like that. And I have even given it to places where I can't get one because it's a for-profit place, but I'm like, you're taking stuff off my hands, you know, (laughs) and even just a small amount of research on which place is the best option. If, if it's really stopping you now, mostly I would just say, go ahead, get rid of it wherever, but you know, if it's really, really stopping you say, okay, let me call the three coast closest places and find out what do they do? 
you know, do they recycle the things that they can't use, whatever. Um, and then I choose the best option, but I'm not choosing all three. I can only choose one, you know, just because I've got to be able to get things out of my house quickly. And the best one is the one that picks it up from your house. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If you can yeah. find that, which I don't have that anymore, but it was great <laughs> while I had it. <laughs> so, okay. Anything else you want to talk about? Not that I can think of, but I know that as soon as we hang up, I will have lots more ideas. <laughs> well, tell me what you love about being a kindred spirit. I love that other people are like me and I don't feel judged. Yeah, I can look at the before and after pictures and like, it makes me feel like there's other people out there who understand and yeah. I feel comfortable. It feels safe. I like that people only actually give advice if you ask for advice. Like it, there's not a lot of unsolicited advice because yeah. I think that a lot of us get a lot of unsolicited advice and we, and we're like, it comes with the best of, from the best of intentions. It comes from the best place, mm -hmm. but it can be really um, hard on us. And yeah. so to just be getting like when people started the, when I first joined and whatever I posted and, and I saw like everybody put the little heart care thing. And I was like, Oh, that's how people answer in this group. Oh. And then it just kept, and then, and then I learned that that was how I could answer too. And, and so it just feels, a re it's just a really safe space and it feels really yeah. good. It's, it's really nice to know that people understand they're going to speak the same language. They're not coming in with all the traditional thoughts on decluttering instead. Yeah. It's like, Oh no, we get it. We get, it. it's a real process. And I think, yeah. I don't know what I was going to say, but anyway, I think something really profound, but I forgot it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think too, like, I think that your language and being able to use your language and not just, um, you know, I have another friend who listens to your podcasts and stuff. So I can say to her, Oh, well, I stuff shifted all this stuff or I, or, yeah. Oh my goodness, look at the procrastinate clutter or whatever it is. And I can use that language and we can use that language in the group and it, it identifies it for me. Like, instead of me being like, why is that thing still sitting there unopened? I'm like, hey, yeah, just because I just haven't done it because it's yeah. procrastinate. And, and so I can, I can identify those things. And so your language that you have applied and slob vision and all these are the, the time passage awareness disorder, like all of those things, they just all make so much sense to me and they really help. So I love it. All right. Well, it's been fun talking to you. Thanks for being willing to come on and, you know, share your story with the world and all oh, that. Thanks so much, Dana. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Did y'all love that conversation? Um, yeah, I thought it was great. I, I love hearing people's unique situations and how they've experienced success, how they've experienced change in their home. And, um, I just love hearing about it. So I hope you guys love these conversations as much as I do. If you would like to know more about being a patron of the show, um, that's who, you know, these conversations that I have they're with patrons of the show. If you'd like to know more about that, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean to find out more about being a patron. And also don't forget, I actually, as of right now, I don't know when I'll take it down, but my pre-order thing, bonus thing for people who pre-ordered the book is actually still up. Obviously you missed the Q and A's, but you can, um, still get the decluttering flow chart, which is amazing. If I do say so myself, uh, get that decluttering flow chart. If you order the book, even now go to a slob slash pre-order and fill out that form and you can get the flow chart. Okay. I will talk to you all next week.